I'm Katie, and this is That Grief Relief Podcast. If you're new to the podcast, this is a very light-hearted, open-hearted conversation about grief. There is no right or wrong way to deal with grief. Now, whilst I might be at a certain stage of my grief process, my guests might be at another stage of their grief process, you might be at a completely different stage of your grief, or you might not have experienced grief at all. I'm not here to offend, I'm here to hopefully put a smile on your face, whether you're going through something right now or not. Welcome to episode eight of That Grief Relief Podcast. I'm Katie Overy and back by popular demand (laughs) off of episode one is Oliver Page. Cheered yourself again. No, I didn't cheer this time. Okay, just a little clap. (laughs) Wait, there's more of a cricketing clap, wasn't it? Yeah, well played, well played. Um, All right. Yeah. It's early, isn't it? Yeah, well, last time we recorded in the evening, but I'm actually more of an early bird, so you'll probably get... You are probably a bit better this time. I did re-listen to episode one and we we, we weirdly didn't cover a lot apart from like the actual passing of mother. Mm -hmm. But then we didn't really talk a lot around it. And then we just started talking about funny deaths in history, which I've scrapped. (laughs) I scrapped that feature. I liked it. Straight off the bat. Um, The reason we spoke on episode one is because, uh, so if you didn't listen to episode one, you must. So Oliver Page is uh, my half-brother. We have the same mum, different dad. So we've already ascertained that mum is not around anymore. And we spoke about that in episode one because you were with mum when she died. Um, But also your dad, Steve Page. Mm -hmm. Also dead. Also dead. So I wanted you to come back on and speak about that whole situation. Because... Much is the case as most of the uh, the common theme of the podcast is that some bits I know of the story, some bits I don't know, and some bits... I just make up, apparently. I've yeah. made up and you've made up as well. Um, so tell me, tell me about your dad, your relationship with your dad, how he died, and then I will, may or may not ask some very interesting questions following that. Yeah, well, I think with my dad, it was very, very different um, to mum. With mum, I was very close. Um, with mum, I was essentially brought up as in an only child household because mm-hmm. you were obviously... Um... In prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you were older, weren't you? And, and you were off living your life, but also living 150 miles away. But Okay, so very good. let's explain that then. Yeah. So... Um... You were born in ninety one, so mum, uh, my so mum and your dad met, I think, in ninety. You were born in ninety one; they were married in ninety one, and then I think it was in ninety three. You were only about two, I think, when they separated. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. And then you moved down to Bournemouth, which is much further away, about two hours away from where we lived in ninety seven. Yeah. So. Yeah, from the age of sort of six, you were in a single parent household. As yeah, were. absolutely. So with with mum, I was very very close. With my dad, it was it was different. I I don't remember ever living them. That obviously they separated, like you said. I don't even know. I'm maybe two, three yeah, years two, old. No, two, yeah, there you yeah. go. So um, I don't remember any of that. Um, I what I do remember is that sort of typical um, broken family type. You know, dad would come down to Bournemouth every second Wednesday for an evening or an afternoon. Yeah. I don't know what it was. And we go to the cinema or whatever that might be. Over time, that sort of became less and less as I got older. Um, 
and I think again the typical sort of broken family type thing is I would spend Christmas with my mum and then a couple of days later I'd go down to my dad's and always do New Year's I think that was from my recollection okay. that was always the the sort of relation of the way that it was as and I your got dad older was still in Hastings correct yeah so as <clears throat> as time went on that just became less and less and less okay um, do you know why that was I don't know whether it was just because I was older and you know when you're 14 13 14 15 that type of age you don't want to be going down to see your dad yeah maybe and I only asked that I was fortunate that obviously my mum and dad they were only five miles apart yeah so it wasn't a two-hour journey yeah no and I I don't know I don't know whether it was me or whether it was my dad or whether mum because I know and I've reflected on it more over the years that mum didn't make it very easy for my dad okay just the way that you know a woman scorned yeah, absolutely. Thing. Yeah, he he did her wrong. So. Yeah, the the way that that all sort of ended, <laughs> yeah, as I said, woman scorned yeah. type type situation. So, I don't think Mum made it particularly easy. And I think as I was growing older, maybe he almost kind of gave up. I I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know his the, the reasons for that. It could have, like I said, it could have been partly me being a bit older and and whatever. So I I've reflected on it because I used to resent it quite a bit. Him or. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think because I felt like he didn't care. Okay. You know, he had he had his his wife and his his other two kids, and you know, he was a father to them. Yeah, which the, we haven't more, explained. No, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Um, in the more typical sense. So after um, my mum and dad separa- uh, separated, he then remarried and had two kids. So they were born in 1999. Okay. Um. So twins, obviously, unless they were really close together. I actually know someone that has children nine months apart. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think I did. There was some resentment there, and I think you know the 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 birthday cards, and again, I might, I might be making this up, became less frequent, and yeah. Christmas cards or whatever, and I wouldn't go down there at Christmas and and those types of things. So, yeah, I think over time that just kind of became an awkward situation. Um, just to ask a question in terms of your brother and sister mm-hmm. from your dad's side. Yep. You mentioned that he was a father to them. Obviously, they lived together. Yeah. So that And they were a family of four. Yep. Did you... Were you close with them? Um, no. When they were younger, like obviously because I used to spend more time down there when I used to go down at... I think it used to always be a week at Christmas, New Year type time. And that, that would be the, the sort of real time that I would spend with them. And I would say to, to an extent, yes. But then... As I got older and that time became less and less, then no, I kind of removed myself yeah. from that situation because I just felt it was awkward. Yeah. Um, and possibly so, as they got older as well, they same thing. Yeah, maybe. Although I always got the impression that they wanted me in their life. But okay. when with with the way that the situation was with my dad, it just it became awkward. And then I kind of removed myself from that, like okay. I said. Yeah. So... Yeah, that that was the sort of situation, and I didn't really speak to him at all. And then Mum died when I was eighteen, um, and then I remember he called me. I was gonna say I I don't know anything about this. I think Russell, our brother, called him. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I think that's what I, happened. That I, I think he did. Really? I think he did. I think you'd have to ask Russell. I, I don't know. Someone, someone, he was informed. Because, Maybe it was my aunt. Yeah, so... Our aunt. My aunt. Our great aunt. aunt Jane. She's not great aunt Jane. And the reason I question that is because, uh, like, Russell never lived with your dad. I lived, as a family of four, with our mum, your dad, yep. who was my stepdad, 
you and me. Mm -hmm. Russell never lived with us. Russell didn't like Steve as far as I'm aware. Um, I'll give him a chance to obviously come back to that if that is wrong. But as far as I'm aware, he didn't. So they didn't, they didn't see eye to eye. They didn't see eye to eye. But then I don't, so that's strange that you have that in your mind that it could be Russell. Again, that was years ago now, so that that could that could be different. But he was he he called me. I remember picking up the phone, and he I can't I can't remember what the conversation was, but he he said that he wanted to come and see me, and I said no. Oh. I said I don't I don't want to. And again, I, at that point, it was very fresh with mum and everything. I was just very closed off. How long so, had it been since you'd really spoken or seen your dad? A few years. Really? Yeah, it's been a while. At least two, three years, I think. Spoken to him? No. And that was from both sides. It was almost like a mutual understanding of, yep. we'll just not message there was each ne- other. Yeah, there was never a mm. uh, falling out, never a, a bad conversation. No. No, never never anything like that. And, and I think, like I said, I think it just became awkward. He didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. So it was just kind of left. Okay. And obviously there was no, this is before even bbm and whatsapp and stuff so it wasn't like you were texting each other no exactly and i don't (laughs) think he'd know how to text anyway but (laughs) really no i was a bit of a technophobe i don't think he would have been great um cardboard box salesman so (laughs) Uh, managing director scraps of paper and and drawings and things i remember that but but yeah so he he he, i remember on that phone call and he insisted he said look i'm your dad I'm going to come and see you. So I kind of reluctantly agreed to that. Okay. Um, and I remember him coming down and I, I thought this is a real almost opportunity to, to try and mend that. Um, and and in fairness to him, for a period of time, he did step it up. Oh, um, really? Yeah, he came down. We we went out that day. I think I remember he pulled up outside and I, just, I left the house and like, he didn't come in, obviously. Yeah. Mum wouldn't have had that. No, of course. Um, and you were 18, shortly after mum died. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we went out again. I don't actually remember that, um, what happened there. And then he, we, we sort of, we kept in touch a lot more regularly. And that was nice in a way. And then I went to university six months later maybe mm-hmm. probably uh, four or five months later i went to university in university of sussex which is in brighton so brighton is about 45 minutes to an hour from where my dad was okay um <clears throat> a lot closer yeah so in the first year i think we kept in touch a little bit in my first year of university but then i think I, I kind of took the decision to think actually maybe if if i take the initiative to almost instigate and build that relationship up a little bit then then you know things we can have have a relationship of some description Mm. so I would make the effort to you know speak to him or go down there and I used to go down maybe a couple of times a month even if it was just for an evening just to to see them yeah yeah yeah. and that that happened I remember one night we went to go well me and my friends from university we went to go see Hastings United yes with uh with my younger brother and dad and we all just went and it was just you know like it was it was like a relationship was actually building um Nothing more bonding than a good old football match. <laughs> even though he didn't want football. He didn't like football No, he didn't. He was a rugby person. But no, and, uh, like, even Adam um, had a season ticket at Brighton. And, Who's your brother? Yeah, Adam, my brother. Um, one of the twins. He had a season ticket at Brighton and they had one other season ticket, which one, either one of the parents or his friend would go. So one occasion I went with him. I went down and picked him up and, oh, and nice. we went to the game and they stayed at mine overnight and I and I got dropped back or whatever. So like things were actually quite good then. Nice. Um, and then during my last year of university, he started to have some health problems. 
Um, so sorry, how long is that? I don't know how long you were at university. Three, three years. years yeah. Okay, fine. So in, in my third year of university, he started to get some health problems and he was having some problems with his heart. And in the family, on that, that side of the family, my grandfather had a heart problem and he had to go have a, a triple heart bypass or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. So he had a he had an operation 25, 30 years prior. Um, and he was fine. Your granddad. My grandfather, yeah. yeah. So And that gave him, you know, years more, 25 odd years. And then he then had another problem with his heart, went in for heart surgery in London and died on the table. Oh, right. Or just after, you know, he never came back from okay, the surgery. Yeah, yeah. Um, and basically it was shortly after that, maybe a year, two years, that the doctor said to my dad, you've got to have this same oh, surgery really yeah. it was hereditary i don't know if it's hereditary but just coincidence uh just lifestyle and i think there is an element of hereditary right okay to it. Yeah, yeah yeah um so yeah he he was going to have this operation um and it, for that i remember he called me and said i can't come to your graduation because the surgery is going to be around that time uh, uh, okay fair enough it is what it is i'd already bought the tickets but we sorted it all out and whatever fine um life-saving surgery kind of comes first. yeah no absolutely and then he didn't end up having it because i think he was scared okay he was scared of it um and then i'm just trying to recall because you know, i haven't really thought about this stuff in years he we again we, we kept our relationship up and then I, I do remember we had a bit of a an awkward conversation maybe a month or so before I moved to Dubai. Yeah. And Which then was 2013. 13. 2003. 30, sorry, 30. Yeah, I moved here when I was 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we had a bit of an awkward conversation. I, I don't really know the details. I can't remember the details of it, but it was never an argument. There was never never any, there was no uh, bad blood or anything. Mm. And then we kind of, we just never spoke after that. And I moved here. I never heard from him. And it was almost like we'd gone back to that time before. Yeah, that awkward situation. So my memory of that is that, and and please correct me if I'm wrong, Mm. is that you were trying to organise to go down and see them or meet them because you wanted to say goodbye to the the kids because you were moving country. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. You're and right. then something happened and he couldn't make it and then you couldn't make it. And this was over a period of, say, like a month. A couple of weeks. Yeah, no, you're right. And okay. then I think I think and someone, then... someone was supposed to, either I was supposed to speak to him or he was supposed to speak to me to arrange it and it never happened. Exactly. And then I moved away and that was it. Yeah. So it was almost like the it was just unspoken. Miscommunication. Uh, that's how I God. feel. I, I feel like it was just a miscommunication. Looking back on it. Um, the only time I heard from him after that was I, maybe the September, no, I moved here in the September, maybe the November or the December, I had a Facebook message from my stepmom saying, can you call your dad? Okay. Um, and I thought, oh God, something's, something's happened here. So mm. I called him and my, my grandma had passed away. Oh, um, okay. so I was like, oh, is everything okay? Like, how are you? How is everyone? And, and what have you? Um, I didn't want to go back or get involved in that like as much as it was sad. I just didn't feel like it was right for me to, to sort of go back and, and yeah, do anything Yeah, you weren't close that. to no. John and Joyce. You weren't... No. Um, so I remember I did FaceTime or Skype or... What, I don't know what it was back then, but but we, I did speak to them that day. Carrier pigeon. Maybe. <laughs> Smoke signals. <laughs> um, and then... Yeah, that was the last time I ever spoke to him. 
Um, fast forward, so that was 2013. Fast forward three years, <clears throat> I had taken almost a very early, early career sabbatical, I'd call it. A very late gap year. <laughs> yeah, very late gap year. So I would have been, what, 24, 25? Um, actually borrowed some money off of you whilst we were selling the property. That's right. <laughs> you did. Let's not forget that. I gave it back. Why did you... Why did you want to go on a, this sabbatical? Well, I think <clears throat> so many people had had gone away and, you know, done the whole, like, go find yourself Southeast Asia, Australia, New Zealand type of thing, either before university, after university, and I, I kind of didn't. And I felt I felt like I'd I'd kind of, I'd lost my mum, I'd gone to university, and then I'd moved country, and I was in a job. And it was, it was all great, and it was mm. fantastic, but I thought, I've missed out on something here. And because we were selling one of the properties, I thought there's an opportunity here for me to just go and do it. And mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to get that opportunity again. Mm-hmm. So YOLO. Oh my God. Never <laughs> say Throwback. that again. Throwback. Anyway. Um, this podcast is terminated <laughs> right here. So yeah, I was like, you, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Um, so I was working for Russell at the time. And I said to him, I remember, and, you know, I can come off the books as such as in you don't need to pay me for three four five months I don't know I didn't know how long it was um I'll go off and you know find myself and um and and yeah off I went not that hard to lose (laughs) I'm difficult to find (laughs) I'm sneaky Um, you really are I don't know if I am I think you're quite sneaky like a mouse um a giant mouse <laughs> so anyway um i went away and it was the summer of 2016 oh. not the summer of 69 <laughs> i don't think brian adams is going to be making a song about that anytime <laughs> well, about my gap year. it's the summer of 2016 yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really work. No. so yeah i went away and i was away for months um i went you know did thailand and vietnam cambodia um bit of time in Singapore and then I went to Australia when I was in Australia um an opportunity came up to do a reality tv program here obviously fighting fit so like a white collar boxing type thing so if it was you actually that was like look at this you should apply and I was like yeah fine and I think I I think actually what happened was is I was bear in mind I was on my gap year and I had literally nothing to do I was like if you write my application I'll do it yeah so you wrote my application I did um, and in Australia, I I had a, a <coughs> Skype call with one of the producers, and and I Katie? was yeah Katie, yeah. and I was asked to come on the show, so I was like oh, okay. So I wasn't planning to come back earlier, and I was in I was in Australia, but I was supposed to go and see our cousin Johnny, who lives in New Zealand, and I was going to ski with him. I was going to stay there about a month, but I decided to cut Australia short, go to New Zealand. I'd be in New Zealand for two three weeks, and then I'd fly back to Dubai for the TV show. <laughs> obviously international man of mystery <laughs> obviously so so yeah I, of which by the way fighting fit dxb i think what are you season two? Oh, season two and i yeah. think it's on youtube oh, if you want to see me get Please, punched in the face really yeah so hard. it's a boxing white collar boxing reality tv show oh, and that welsh guy joe beat the living yeah. out of me oh. it's great and i cried at every single match oh, mate. match fight match <laughs> Like you match it was like a ticking type street fighter (laughs) finish him um so yeah i i cut cut my time short in australia and i'd flown to new zealand i got to new zealand and it was great it was with my cousin johnny and his other half donna and i'd already bought i'd actually before i'd even left dubai i'd bought my ski pass 
okay. for New Zealand. It was like six hundred pounds. Queenstown. Or Queenstown. It was expensive, but I was like, that I'm a hundred percent doing. I love skiing. I haven't gone in years, other than ski Dubai. Big up. <laughs> um, now, usually at this point, I would go. Other indoor ski slopes are available, but not in the UAE <laughs> currently. I'm sure there'll be more fountains and ski slopes very soon. Yeah. And malls. Saudi's <laughs> listening. They're definitely going to bang one up straight up. <laughs> someone always says to me, "Someone always, do you know what you need? You need some more malls here." We're crying out for a mall. Crying out for a mall. And fountains. We we need more fountains. Love a fountain, we do. don't we? When I first came to Dubai, there's that little jumping fountain on uh, Marina Walk. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, That was like the best thing ever. <sighs> now it's like the point. <laughs> pointy. The pointy. And yeah, verge. Sorry. Anyway, I am going to finish this story. Acacia is going to be fuming about how much we're digressing. (laughs) Sorry, Acacia. So, yeah, get to New Zealand um, with Johnny and I've got my ski pass. And the the first day I was there, I decided, or I looked at renting like skis and what have you. So I rented some skis, but then with how much it was going to cost to rent all the ski gear and the helmets and like all the overalls, I'm going to say. Paraphernalia. All of the, the stuff. It just made sense for me to go and buy it. So I went out and I spent shed loads. Cool, you can tell you were gap yard on inheritance, yeah, can't right. you? Right, I was buzzing. I don't think I think I don't think in Asia I stayed in a hostel once. Oh my god! Obviously, and it was never the cheap hotels. It was the nice ones. What's wrong with you? I wasn't staying like the Palazzo Versace. Do you know what I mean? It- <laughs> right. So you went out, bought a load of ski gear. Because you were apparently the flushest guy on a on a gap yard. It was it ever. was flashbacking. I think they call it. Flash packing. Yeah, if you're a flash packer. So you got your backpack, but you stay in like the nicer hotels and No. Yeah, yeah. I was a proper flash packer. And when I when I first started that, sorry Acacia, digressing pe- again. Sorry, Acacia. People must have thought you were right. No, nah, so no, when when I first did so I didn't want to go and just sort of go head first in. I was I was I did almost like a eighteen to thirties uh organised mm. travel mm. group through Thailand. Um and I remember, you know, at the end, everyone was like, oh, well, I'm going to go here and I'm going to get the train here and do this. And I was like, I'm just going to fly up to Bangkok. <laughs> I'm going to stay a night in a hotel and then I'm going to fly to Cambodia just because, well, I can. Oh, I didn't say it like that, no, but, know. you know, everyone else was doing that. And I was like, right, I'm just going to take the I, d- I would like to say, or... I need to interrupt here, that you've come across as a bit of a knob no. here, <laughs> but, but very, very tongue in cheek. And I think <laughs> you are absolutely right. Like... You were 18, 19, you'd lost your mum, we'd got some inheritance, so why not? You hadn't done anything like this. You've never really treated yourself like it was... Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know if I'm defending you, but I just think... No, it was... like Obviously, if you're in your early 20s and you've got... It, don't get me wrong, it was, it's not masses of money. No, I know. But I think I did the whole thing on like £6,000 or something. Because I, I was like... Because I was, I'm still quite shrewd. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a $20 a night hotel when you're backpacking yeah. seems cheap for us. But when you're backpacking, is really expensive. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I'd rather pay $20 for a hotel room than $4 for a hostel room. That's just, you know. Acacia will be fuming. So we really need to speed up the process about talking about your dad dying. Fine. So um, bought all the ski gear, lovely. And then the next day I went up to this, the, the, the piece, I don't know what it's called. There's the ski resort. Mm-hmm. Um, I borrowed my cousin's car. He was working that day, um, and we were going to go the next day together. We're back in New Zealand. Back in New okay. Zealand. Um, so I borrowed his car, and I went up to the ski the the, the ski resort, and I, I did maybe two or three hours skiing. And I was like, I just want to ease myself back in. You know, I haven't been in years, and you know, I was doing some of the little runs, and I did some of the bigger runs, and I was getting my confidence up. And uh, you skied before, right? Once. 
ski boots and like thing if you haven't worn them they just oh. are so uncomfortable yeah, and yeah. i was like oh my knees are hurting a bit so i didn't want to overdo it so I did maybe two three hours and then came back down lovely went out no we didn't go out we stayed in and we were donna was actually cooking us some dinner i, rem- um, I always remember that part I don't, yeah well donna was cooking dinner um and i just remember it was winter in new zealand it's freezing like you think England's cold in the winter? No. I think Dubai's cold in the winter. Yeah, I'm a bit cold now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 22 degrees or something silly. It's so effective. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, we, Johnny and I are sat there and we're playing FIFA on the Xbox um, or PlayStation, I don't know what. And we're playing away and I and I see my phone flash up and it's it's a Facebook call from my sister Mia, my the, the one of the younger twins. Mm. And, I, and instantly... I remember looking, and I just turned it over, playing away. Carried on playing. Yeah, carried on playing. And then I felt it go again, and I looked, and I just paused it, and I said to Johnny, I went, get me a drink. Like, can you pour me a drink? I need to go outside and call Mia back. I think my dad's died. And he was like... Why did you think that? Because there was no reason for her to call me twice. To call me once, shame on me. (laughs) 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 where did that come from no but you know it's like you know what it's like with russell the amount of times we get pocket dialed it happened yesterday it happened yesterday um i messaged russell and i said you butt dialed me and he was like oh sorry about that and i went you you rang up you rang oliver too and he was like right just it's very luck that's it anyway um sorry acacia we're digressing again sorry um so yeah like i said one one missed call, yeah. I wouldn't have really thought too much about it. Two missed calls, something's happened. Yeah. So I um, I went outside and it was freezing. I, put, I remember this massive jacket. I've still got the jacket now. I put this massive jacket on. Took my drink. It was a strong whiskey and coke. If my if my, if my um, memory serves you. memory serves me right. And <clears throat> um, and yeah, I just called her and she just said, "Dad's died," and I was like. Right. And I, it's weird because I, I kind of knew going into that phone call what that was going to be, even though it was totally unexpected. It was for that brief period of time. It was it, I was almost ready for that. Yeah. As much, it threw me off and I felt very odd. Um, I remember just being sat outside and I was smoking at the time. And I just remember sat outside for ages just smoking and drinking. <laughs> How long did you speak to her on the phone for? Like, what do you... Not do you remember the details of the conversation, but... I don't remember the details of the conversation, and it wasn't a long conversation, because it, it literally just happened. Um, I remember I remember speaking with her, and my immediate thought was, are those kids okay? Mm. Because... How old were they? 17. Wow. So I've I've been there. Yeah. Different scenario and whatever, hmm. but I've, I've been there, and my, my instant thing was... Are the kids okay? I need to get back. Not for not for me. Not for my dad. For them, mm. because I know I know what that's like. Mm. Um, and I didn't I didn't feel like it was right just to sort of be like, oh, that's a shame. Mm. See you later, type thing. I, I just mm. didn't feel like that was the right thing to do. Because I know we had that conversation <clears throat> when you rang me and told me that your dad had died. Mm. You rang me from New Zealand. Yeah. And and I said that to you, and I said don't feel like you have to go home like and this is this was my opinion um I'm, I, it's not that i'm putting words into your mouth this was my opinion i said to you 
don't feel you know you don't owe him anything yeah you didn't have a close relationship so don't feel you have to go back and and that's what you said to me you said i i want to go back for adam and me yeah I, I, I just thought it was the right thing to do i i don't i don't think i would have felt <clears throat> right to to not because it wasn't their fault that Absolutely. i didn't have a relationship a, a relationship that i should have done with them mm, mm. It, that was down to me and dad mm. really and, and that awkwardness that, that kind of happened um but the the strange thing was is is and I, I don't know i don't know if i actually talked to you about this when i was away maybe i did but i i when i was sort of on my travels finding myself i still haven't found myself and i'm a big fella um, <laughs> stacy found you <laughs> poor cat <laughs> um i i remember thinking I don't, and again i don't know if i verbalized it is is I, I i thought about that relationship with my dad and i thought i've got to just go and I, I was really thinking about just going there and just turning up at his door this is so this is before he before died before he died yeah i was thinking this whatever what is, whatever's happened here is not right okay and we we've obviously we're, we're almost we're almost at an, is it a stalemate yeah, yeah. Well, it, neither of us are willing to to take that first step and i thought i'm gonna be the bigger person and i'm, I'm just gonna go and sort this out because it should be sorted out it shouldn't have it shouldn't have been the way okay that it was um and then obviously he he died before i could do that which was um it was a shame obviously and i, I think at the time i, I was to a point upset about it because i don't think that's how it should have that's not how the last time the way that we spoke the last time shouldn't have been the way that it was mm. but it, it was what it was but like <laughs> i said my main concern was okay i need to get back for those kids mm. because they're young they're emotionally quite vulnerable at that age mm. as well um and i don't know i think compared to me i think being in a single parent household and mum being quite a laissez-faire parent maybe what do you mean by that laid back sort of let you get oh, on with yeah 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 like um let you get on with whatever and you know as long as as long as they knew where we were who we were with we could do what we want Absolutely. there was there was a lot of trust there and because mum worked nights I was very independent so I think for me when that happened you know a similar thing happened to me when I was 18 I, I feel like I was a bit more independent and maybe emotionally developed I don't know yeah, but, okay. but that, that's yeah. just sort of yeah. how how I looked at it whereas from my understanding the kids it was a bit different they they hadn't had that mm. push to be independent so much because no, they didn't been, need to they'd been in a family unit exactly so yeah. there was no need for that so my immediate thing was i need to get back so remember i called you <laughs> you were just angry <laughs> yeah i was really angry do you mind if i touch on that no no okay so and obviously i i have to be i, I have to be very conscious of this because you know, your your step it's your stepmom and your your brother and sister. I don't know them. I don't have a relationship with them. I've met them twice, maybe in my mm. entire life. Um, at, at, but I have no dislike for them. Mm. I literally have no relationship with them. I don't know them. <clears throat> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know who they are if I walked past them in the you street. You wouldn't know them from Adam. You wouldn't know Adam from Adam. <laughs> I wouldn't know Adam from Adam or Mia from Mia. <laughs> um, I really wouldn't. I don't. I don't know what they look like. I've only seen a few pictures mm. of, of that you've shown me. Um, I was angry um, <clears throat> when you told me that your dad had died because it it always really annoyed me how you didn't have a relationship and i blamed him right because in my eyes you can do no wrong right 
you must understand that I was 10 when Oliver was born and I've been obsessed <laughs> since the 10th of October 1991. <laughs> but I think I think as well, like I, I had that same feeling as you, but I think as I've as I've grown up and reflected on the situation and, and I've considered more about how mum and don't get me wrong, I'm not slagging mum off for a second, but of I course. think mum was a woman scorned and she was difficult and she did make it difficult of course and i just think from from my dad's side in that whole situation i think he was like he's getting a bit older he's not he's not he doesn't want to spend so much time with his dad mm. and my ex-wife does not is mm. like making things difficult so and don't get me wrong there's, that's not the right thing to do no but i can i can relate not relate that's wrong i can understand i can empathize i can empathize that, yeah. yeah and he had a new family yeah. so you know, that that's one thing. But the reason why I was angry is because I never understood what, like, I couldn't, you were, and you still are, like, you were such a good kid. You were, you were a nice boy. You were friendly. You would chat in situations. So it wasn't as if, you know, like, sometimes you go around, like, a neighbor's house for a barbecue or something and they'd bring their kids and you're like, what are these people? <laughs> or they'd be like, there's a kind of emo person in the corner. I could never understand because mum and and I we were so proud of you you were just such a good kid mm. so and I remember and I know I said this to you and I know I shouldn't have vocalized it to you on the phone but I, I was like even now he's managed to ruin your time like you should still be in New Zealand with our cousin having a good time and he still managed to ruin that and I remember you saying that and I was kind of like I, I just I do remember you saying that and I was just like but that even so that's irrelevant it exactly doesn't, it doesn't matter and, and i shouldn't have said that. it but obviously my no, emotions took over i was yeah. i was so angry i, was, I remember you angry. I was, you cried didn't you because you were so angry yeah i was pacing my bed on the phone i was pacing my bedroom like a polar bear at dubai zoo <laughs> like anyway so besides the point it's not about me it's about you but th and that was why i was <clears throat> annoyed with myself afterwards yeah um but then completely supported your decision yeah. to go home how so did he die um, I mean, it's the kind of the point of the podcast, but he, whatever. From, and again, I didn't know. He'd been having really bad health problems for the three, four years that we hadn't spoken. Um, so he was, it was, again, to do with his heart. And he would just, all of a sudden, his blood pressure would drop and he would just collapse. Oh, wow. Like, really regularly. Um, and he was a smoker, a drinker. He lived a, a rich lifestyle. Yeah, he was, uh, when, when I was, from what I remember, and again, I, I could be wrong. Um, he was he was a functioning alcoholic for a number of years. Oh wow! Um, and then I think it became from again from what I've heard from other people, potentially a bit dysfunctional. Um, What's the difference? What do you mean? Just being reckless. Um, okay. Not being able to focus on work and life and relationships. Right. Oh, what okay. have you. Like, I think <clears throat> again, I, I don't know that. That's just what from what I understand. Um, and yeah, he he just been having problems with his heart and and wasn't doing anything about it they i again i think they were telling him you need to have this surgery um uh, because yeah, that, that was, will save you yeah. and he kept putting it off and off and off and refusing it he was having a, a cigarette at the back door um one morning and just collapsed no he was found propped propped up against the the door oh no um and yeah he was out like a light so yeah i when i found that news out i was just a bit i felt I didn't know what I felt. It was just there was a lot of emotion, um, but it was more of like an adrenaline-y type okay. feeling. And I, I just remember being sat outside, freezing cold, but not 
cold, if that makes sense. Yeah. It was almost like maybe it was a beer jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were drinking very strong whiskey. Yeah, probably. And and I just remember I just needed to I just needed to get back. So I I, I messaged my friend Kat and said I need to call you. She was a cabin crew for Emirates, mm-hmm. um, so could maybe help me get some cheaper flights. Because if you don't know, flying the like literally on twenty four hours notice from New Zealand to the UK is not cheap. Because of the way the flights were going to work, I have one more day in New Zealand. So Johnny was great because he just said, right, we are going to do Queenstown in a day. Um, and we went and did, you know, we went and saw the bungee jump. I didn't do it because, no. Um, we went up to the top of one of the mountains. You could do like this almost uh, like toboggan, tobogganing thing okay. down, down the, the um, chutes, I guess. Yeah, the middle of like carved out chutes. Oh, yeah, things. yeah. Uh, we went and got Ferg Burger, if, you, if you've ever heard of that. It's like a thing in Queenstown. We went to the lake. You know, we did like everything in a yeah, day. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then I, I flew back and it was the longest journey of all time. Like, and you stopped over in Dubai. Yeah, so... Purely because I remember you made me unpack and repack your suitcase. <laughs> Absolutely. So it was uh, two and a half hours. So I had to fly Queenstown to Auckland. That was two and a half hours. I had to wait for six hours in Auckland Airport. It was then a four-hour flight from Auckland to Melbourne. Then f- 14 hours from Melbourne to Dubai, or 11 hours. To, I can't remember. It was a long time. And then I was in Dubai. And I remember landing in Dubai going, I'm basically in England. Like I, I've travelled that far. Yeah. I'm basically home now. So I was in Dubai. And we know that that last little hop is tiny for us, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I landed. I was here for about 16 hours, I think. And then flew back. I think it took me about two days in total to get back. So yeah, probably about three days after he died. So yeah, it was, it was a, it was mad. And I was a bit, I remember Shelly, um, picked Shelly and James, um, picked us up, picked me up from the airport and took me down. And I was—I remember feeling a bit strange because I didn't know what it was going to be like walking into that situation. Bear in mind, I'm almost like the estranged mm. family member. Mm. Um, but I think I think there was an appreciation that I had gone back, um, mm. and I felt very welcomed. <laughs> Sorry. What? I just imagine them all standing up, going, no. <laughs> "He's here." He's finally here. <laughs> An appreciation. No, you understand. You understand what I I'm know, saying. I'm... It was just you know I, I had come back and it. I, and again, I don't really remember that period of time so much. Um, yeah, I came back and as the estranged, uh, the estranged, the, the, the prodig- prodigal son, prodigal son, <laughs> prodigal son. <laughs> I don't think you were. No, um, and I just remember. I just wanted to go back and I wanted just to make sure everyone was okay, really. Um, and it was about ten days, two weeks to the funeral, and um, so yeah, I remember when I was back over there. No, in fact, I remember being on the plane. Um, in just leaving Queenstown, I was, it was a weird kind of reflective, looking out the plane window type, listening to music. Like, what what am I about? I, I, re- I vividly remember, and I was thinking about you know th- this is going to be a really weird situation to go back into, and and I don't know what it's going to be like. And then what popped into my head was is, oh god, I was introduced to someone years ago called Stacy, um, sort of through my stepmom and her um colleague their friends and their daughter was at university in in Bournemouth and yeah. that's where I lived and we were introduced years ago and and we 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 spoke for a while we met up once and we kind of fancied each other but nothing happened and I'm going to have to see her again and that's going to be weird and, and you thought about that on the plane literally on the plane and I thought this is going to be so awkward like, and I, it was just yeah and I was really really worried about that of all things how strange um and and then I'd been back for about a week and it was maybe another week until um, my dad's funeral. And Stacy 
had or my stepmom came in and said that Stacy was doing the order of service for the funeral. This is this girl. Yeah, right. this girl. And um, and I remember her saying, "I'm like, oh, I'd I'd like to be involved in doing that." Not because I wanted to see Stacy, just because I felt like I needed to do something because I was kind of just sat around like, yeah, the really appreciated strange <laughs> son. Um, what uh, a title! Yeah, and I, th- <laughs> and I thought it would be the right thing to do, so I I've said, yeah, I'm I'm going to come down to go to the house and and help with it, and then for whatever reason I decided not to go. Um, I I don't know. Okay, fine. But. I decided quite last minute. If Stacey thought you were going and if she put on a proper full face of makeup and did her hair and then you didn't turn up, I'd be fuming. Anyway, listen. So I am. Before, before I'd, uh, I'd gone, she sent me, because obviously she, she was in a similar situation. She was thinking, it's weird that I'm going to see him again and he's just lost his dad and I don't know yeah. how to deal with this whole situation. When was the last time you saw this girl? 2012. Well, four, four years, years previous. Four years okay. difference. So <laughs> she uh, she sent me the. This is before I went because I was supposed to be going, and obviously I didn't end up going. But she sent me this really long Bambly Facebook message. Okay. And I've still got it now. I'm and not I'll... sure Bambly's a word. Bumbling. Bumbling. Rambling. 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 Anyway, uh, yeah, this really long, all over the place message where obviously she felt awkward, but wanted to make it less awkward. But it was awkward that she did it and. I'll show you to after the podcast. Maybe we can post it. No, we won't post it. We won't post we it. We won't post it. Um, anyway, we, and I was just like, oh, whatever. Like, and we just started chatting a very a little bit, but we didn't see each other. Uh-huh. Um, and then it came around to the funeral, the day of the funeral. And I was really nervous about the funeral just because I wanted to be there for the kids, obviously, and, and even for Kaylee. And, but also I'm aware that everyone that was at that funeral knew that I was the sort of a strange son and I felt like not the odd one out but the eyes would be on me almost mm. um and I didn't know how was I supposed to react how was I going to react there were lots of lots of different things at play so um so I decided the best thing to do was to drink a, a lot of whiskey beforehand obviously the beforehand. right thing to do. yeah oh no yeah I'd had like two or three whiskeys before dad turned up in the hearse and obviously I decided I was going to be a pool bearer Oh my, yeah. So the, <laughs> so I had a few. What I love about this is that, spoiler alert, Stacey and Oliver are married now, but you would have listened to episode four, obviously, but we've had this story, but from Stacey's side. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, from the, the pool bearer, so I was a pool bearer and I remember t- turning up and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm half cut and I've got to now carry my dead dad into... <laughs> the ceremony i guess i, I don't know yeah in, into the room i don't think it's called a ceremony but i, I know what you funeral mean. service whatever sure. yeah, into, and into he wasn't room. a small man no but i'm also not a small man which was funny <laughs> so i'm six foot three um and and a, a quite a hefty bloke and then what the other one of the other pallbearers was his my, my dad's one of his best friends dale okay who all, is yeah five foot five yeah, yeah stocky fella so i'm going in <laughs> and i'm on one side and like he, it was it was if my dad went into his into his funeral as he sort of meant as he wanted to go out pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so had you planned that? No, that line you no, didn't no, 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 plan. No, 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 no,
<laughs> that is because it is anyway. So, so we've got <laughs> we've gone in. A funeral happened. Yeah, all all fine with what it is. I was just I I don't really I do remember it, but I don't I can't remember how I was reacting in that situation. Mm. But I do remember feeling almost at ease, and I don't know whether that was the booze or whether like actually people were just like, well, he's here, um, and I didn't I didn't feel awkward. But again, that could have been the beer jacket. Yeah. And by the way, I don't use a beer jacket a lot, but it seems like I do. It yeah. seems like I've got loads of money <laughs> and just drink in awkward situations. Um, so not much has changed <laughs> potentially. But this is this is where it gets good. Although when both your parents die in your early years, I'm I sure think it's I'm okay to just to just have a drink, drink a only lot. at their funerals. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, and I remember we went to the wake at the Harrow. The Harrow Inn, wow, what a pub. Yeah, mm. although they, it was a bit more done up to what I remember it to be. Mm. So um, so we went to the wake, well, yeah, we went to the wake and uh, and again, I just decided that it would be a really good idea to drink loads. Um, so I was drinking away, chatting away with these people and these people and people I haven't seen since I was a kid probably at the time or mm. like I know, I knew obviously certain people so sort of attached myself to them and then I was outside having a fag, obviously. Mm. Um and Stacey's mum came out, Karen, who I'd obviously known mm-hmm. before, and chatting away and what have you. And then, and then, Stacey then comes out to to have a cigarette, and I'm I just talk at her. It was awkward. I'd had a drink, and I just talked and I talked and I talked. And what I what I've now come to know is that Stacey's mum forced her to speak to me, and she was like, "No, I don't want to. Like he's he's pissed. Like no, I don't want to speak to him." So I just talked and talked and talked and talked at her. Um, and then maybe a couple of hours later, I was I was feeling a little bit jazzy, um, so I, I decided to pop to the loo in the Harrow and uh, and you know bring some of it back up. That's disgusting. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I I was in the bathroom and um, I remember Dale, one of my dad's friends, the the, the shorter guy, he came in, he he knocked on the door to to just check on me and am I alright? Oh, yeah, 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 I'm fine, whatever. And and I remember coming out and. Uh, and Stace, Stace was came over to say goodbye, but again she was forced to come over and say goodbye to me, and apparently I smelt really badly of sick. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so um, I've said it before, and I will say it a number of times. Stacey, you are one lucky, <laughs> lucky lady. Yeah, you so, are procreating with this man, and then I married her. Yeah, interesting. I and that whole story we won't go into yeah, that now, but I just story. love that. But basically, you reconnected with this girl, Stacy, at your dad's funeral when I was half cut, half fully cut, cut probably. Yeah, <laughs> and now she's here, and you're married and expecting in April this year. Yeah, it's all a bit. It's a weird one, but it's. I great. think we need Stacy to come back on to really discuss her <laughs> mental issues. So <laughs> why that's a thing. Um. So yeah, and I think that. That was a, it was a strange time, and I, I do I went to obviously before the funeral, I had the opportunity to go and see my dad at the um, at the funeral home, and I had never like I'd never seen a dead body. I you know with mum, I think we talked about it before. I said I didn't was not interested at all. Yeah. Um, again, probably because I was younger, um, but also I felt like what I said earlier about I needed to. I needed to speak to him because okay. we hadn't, you know, we hadn't spoken in years and there was so much left unsaid. Um, so I decided to put on my big boy pants yeah. and, and go and see him. And I remember, 
going in and I felt really like I can kind of feel it now just sort of a pit in my in my stomach of mm. just this sort of anxiety mm. I don't know what's about to happen and um and I remember going in and he was obviously led out and and I was just I can't really remember the emotion. I think to start with, it was almost like just trying to get over the fact that I was in, in a room with a dead body. Mm-hmm. Um, did he look like your dad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 he did. And it was it was just really odd. And it took me a little bit of time. And I remember being stood quite far away to okay. start with because it's strange because I was just expecting him to get up. Okay. It was. It took me a little while to, to settle into what was going on. And, and I, I just kind of, stood there and just looked for a long time and I didn't know what to think or what to say mm. um and then I just started to talk to him I, I touched his hand as well it was cold it was weird like I, again because I never experienced that have you done that I saw my dad die we well, did I you was, see him afterwards no right. I didn't see him so, so no he wasn't cold right I didn't I didn't experience that yeah, I, that's I, I, very I saw strange. him die yeah um <clears throat> So, and I just, I remember I was talking away to him and I, I just think, again, I don't know the words that I used, but I remember just, just saying why, what, what, why, why have we not spoken? Why, why have you gone and died? Why? I was just asking him lots and lots of questions. And I remember getting quite angry, Okay. not yeah. outwardly angry, but inside I was I was angry because I was like, this is not how it should have been. Why not outwardly angry? Um, I don't think it's fair. Okay. To outwardly shout at a dead person. You, 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 I, I guess. Just, I, 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 I didn't, you know, I, I said things, but not in, in anger. And again, I don't know what I said. I didn't say it with an angry tone, but I was just trying to understand. Mm. Um, and I, I'd held it together the whole time I was in there. And then I remember... I then came out, I got in the car, and I just lost it. Really? As in... I, I Cried? Yeah, emo- emotionally, <laughs> not anger. I was just... Oh, no, that's wrong. I cried, and then I remember being really angry. Like, mm. really angry. Um, so, yeah, and I remember from there, then driving back. Sorry, can I go... Can I... I mm. want to stick in the funeral home, because as we we mentioned before we hit record... You've never told me anything that happened in there. Mm. I remember you telling me you went mm-hmm. and I was like, you did what? <laughs> and I remember you said to me, I needed to speak to him. So yeah. I pulled up a chair and I went and spoke to him. And I was like, what? And I and I remember asking you, what did you say? And you said, "That's I don't want to talk about it. Like it's kind of between me and yeah. him kind of thing. And again, I don't remember the exact words. Yeah, but I literally don't know but any I j- of that. I just remember <clears throat> I was questioning him. I, I just remember trying to understand. It was me trying to understand why, mm. um, why why we had not spoken or or how it, how our relationship had ended that way. Do you um, feel you had any sort of closure? Yep. Oh really? Yeah, I think because I I said my piece. Mm. I think, and it was kind of a very one sided conversation. Well, um, it would be but, terrifying if it wasn't. Oh God. Um, but yeah, and I, and I just, I kind of just, I think I needed to just say my bit. I think I may or may not, I probably did. I probably apologized for not making an effort or, mm-hmm. or whatever that might, again, I don't know. But I think I, maybe I'm making that up because now I've reflected upon it more and maybe I feel like there are some things I could have done. Mm-hmm. Not that I should have done as the child, but 
you know it takes two to tango mm-hmm. type type of thing um and yeah and then and then yeah it was it was just sort of uh, anger i think mm. um but you yeah, know I, I do think i got some closure from that situation how um, long were you in there any idea not clue no not long 15 minutes okay minutes. it wasn't yeah. like hours yeah yeah <laughs> well yeah i just didn't know if you would you would end up sitting there for example no um i think i ju- I, I felt like it was something i needed to do um and i'm glad i did it um because i think if i didn't i wouldn't feel the way i do about it now because i'm i feel quite at peace with it there are times where i do or i have reflected I, it's not something i dwell on but i i have reflected and thought like i said earlier like that maybe maybe it was difficult for him for mm. whatever reasons or he's had this going on or that going on or mm. or i've made it difficult or mum's made it difficult and therefore he's kind of just retreated from that situation or whatever that mm, might mm, be or, or mm. maybe yeah there's, there's a number of things that i've reflected on saying actually i don't because i don't i never ever think that he was a bad person or mm. intended to be mm-hmm. intended to be a bad person or have a certain impact i don't i don't believe that for a second i just i feel like a lack of action almost resulted in that damaged relationship okay um and it rather could've... than anything he's actively done to like be yeah because sure. he wasn't a nasty man he was never a nasty man it's just uh, interesting and i hope if, uh, we always say this if it's, it helps just one person listening it's just like if you think you're in a situation like that just pick up the phone or just send a message yeah do something because, and, and that really because i think i've i regret not doing that um and when they're gone they're gone you can't even if you have that conversation to get something off of your chest it's better to do that rather than it's too late and you'll never be able to do that obviously i did do that but it's very different doing it to Mm. a a dead person as opposed to yeah and i think can actually listen to that and i'm no expert to this to this extent but if you if you do it it's highly unlikely it's going to backfire if you're trying to reach out to someone again and, and, and start communication. But if it if it does and they really, you know, and it's just not going to happen, at least, you know, you've tried. Yeah. And you can be at sort of at peace with that. Yeah, no, I think for sure. And I think that was my whole logic about wanting to turn up and just sort of deal with that situation was mm. at least then I've made that effort and I won't. If the worst was to happen, which it did, yeah. then at least I've done that. Um do you think do you think your dad's death has affected you? What are we four years on? Coming up five years on? No, no, no. I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think the lack of having a father figure has not impact. Not affected me. I think it's impacted the way I am mm-hmm. and the way that I approach certain things. Like I'm not. I'm not a manly man. I don't. I don't know how to change a bike tire or or fix a car or you know these types of things yeah and i'm i've I've never really been alpha Mm -hmm. there are times when when i do get a little bit alpha but it's it's few and far between um you've always surrounded yourself with alpha females as well yeah mum auntie jane nana dorothy you me (laughs) why did you look so angry when you (laughs) said that no i know but yeah Yeah. no and i i think it's, it's it has had an impact on the way that I am and the way I've I've grown up and the way I am um and probably it's probably part of the reason that I have such a good relationship with women I generally get on with women better than men yeah 
being brought up essentially by yeah um, a herd of women is that the right expression a village is it what's the a cackle gaggle? of women a gaggle a cackle? Or i don't anyway. know um but by women um, i want it to be a murder like a murder of crows <laughs> a murder of women sounds terrifying <laughs> um so yeah but i don't think i don't think it's impacted me in terms of emotionally because he hasn't really been in my life right um you don't feel like you lost someone no no because i don't think don't get me wrong i think if that had maybe happened when our relationship was better when i was at university then Mm -hmm. yes it would have impacted me but i don't think it wouldn't wouldn't have impacted me in the way that mum did yeah of course that was a totally different yeah yeah kettle of fish of course yeah we touched on episode one when we spoke about mum was the fact that how and the reason the whole podcast is is here right is to how we dealt with grief in a very light-hearted manner have you had any kind of experience like that with anyone else regarding your dad's death does that make sense like are you able to have light-hearted open-hearted conversations with your brother and sister with your stepmom with a yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. no i I think so um i think i think then that's why i answer that question ask it again sorry so the way that you and i dealt with mum's death Mm -hmm. was very almost jovial we would make jokes to make the situation less awkward or make it more awkward which in turn made it less awkward and what have you did you have that kind of experience or what kind of experience have you had with surrounding your dad's death so say with your brother and sister yeah. or with your step stepmom were you able and i know that you don't see them very often either yeah but were you able to kind of make light of it with them yeah i think i think so i think it's very different to the extent that i have done with them because it's almost like I don't know how they're going to react to that. And, mm. and, you know, it's almost you need to tread the water lightly and test the waters. But yeah, I, I think they do joke. Okay. Um, but I don't think I would be as dark maybe as I would with you. Yeah. Because I know that you're willing to go to that sort yeah, of level yeah, yeah. of that level of darkness. But I think, no, definitely, but I think to a lesser extent. But again, maybe that's because the, the relationship is not as deep there. Yeah, for sure. If the relationship was deeper, then maybe. Um, but yeah, I, I think there was a, an element of that they had dealt with that in in the same way that we did. Interesting. How have you grieved your dad? I don't think I really have because I don't think I really needed to. Okay. Um, like I said, I, I I don't think I had enough of a relationship with him that it was like a loss as mm-hmm. such mm. um obviously it's it's it is sad mm. and you know I, I obviously wouldn't want it to be that way but i don't feel like i needed to go through a grieving process i think me going to the funeral home and seeing him was almost closing that off mm-hmm. of you know i've said what i needed to say i got angry i got upset and that was all all it really needed mm. because but i i don't miss him because i never had him yeah um so yeah it's a, it's a very different very different um would you even call it a grief process maybe I, I don't know yeah i don't know and it's really interesting that you just said that because stacy your wife um 
episode four. So Stacey's dad passed away when she was just 15 months old. And she said exactly the same thing. Mm. She doesn't miss her dad because she didn't know her dad. Yeah. Although it's different for me because I did know my That's dad. That's what I mean. So how interesting is that? That you did know your dad and you were in your yeah. mid-twenties when he died. But because you didn't have a relationship yeah per but, se and it wasn't a nasty relationship it no, wasn't no, it's, it's, and that's why it's that's what i really want to get across as well it was literally just kind of it fizzled out you almost kind of ghosted each other in in, <laughs> yeah, in modern terms which is quite ironic now that <laughs> now that he's not with us anymore and you don't feel like because you didn't go to counseling after mum's death or anything like that i did go to counseling after mum's death but well, it didn't you, really work. But. No, you went briefly to the university council or yeah, school yeah, council yeah. or something, and you were like, "Yeah, this isn't my jam." Yeah. Um, Just never felt the need for it. Would you consider it now for either of them? Mm. Did your dad's death bring back anything from mum's death? Nope. They were totally separate entities. Yeah, complete, completely separate, very compartmentalized. Um, would I consider counselling now? I don't know. I don't think so. Mm. Um, because I don't think it's it's impacting me in such a way. Mm. Um, I'm sure it is, but I, I don't think... Don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not discrediting counselling. I think it's fantastic. No, yeah. um, but no, I don't think, I don't think it's, it's for me at this time. Maybe, maybe later it, it might be, but I just don't feel... With my dad, specifically, I don't feel like I've got anything to sort of really deal with mm. with that maybe maybe i do i probably do but i don't feel like it's impacting me to a point where i need to seek support for that yeah and you know how pro counseling i am and mm. I, I i would much rather you spoke to someone mm. regarding mum as opposed to your dad i think that is that yeah. would be my priority if i was to if i was to to go to counseling it would be more around mum and how that's impacted me and, and mm. what have you but I, like I said at the moment I don't feel like because it was a long time ago and, and there was a level of process there um, I, do, I don't feel like it impacts me enough to to do it maybe <laughs> to warrant spending 200 quid an hour <laughs> no I, th I think that there are things where I am in the way that I am that does really come back to that I think the way that I'm quite risk averse with with certain things um mm. i won't take risks especially financial risk because mm. i feel like i need i need a level of security mm. um just generally and i think that does come back to what happened with mum and i was so young and that security was whipped away yeah um i feel like <gasps> kick her off oh no leave her it's all right the cat just clawed my sofa which she's <laughs> never done but then she hates oliver so yeah it's true um i think as well they there are times when I'm a bit more emotionally closed off. Um, like there are things that should definitely upset me um, at times and I have no emotional reaction to it, um, which is obscure. Do you have an example? Not off the top of my head. I am <laughs> I'm really, I'm, I'm kind of worried about what I'm going to be like when in April. And I was going to say that. So, so we're recording this in January. Yeah. And... Oliver and Stacy's first child yeah. is due in April. Yeah. And and the reason I'm saying that as well is uh, and this is why I want to get your take on it is because of how I saw Russell, he was a first time dad, Mason was 6 months old when mum died. Mm -hmm. So yours is almost going to be like the reverse of that. Yeah. So talk to me about that. Uh, I think it's more 
because I have times when I feel like there's something that happens that should I should feel something or something should bring something up within me I feel like I sometimes block it not intentionally I think Mm. so I'm just programmed to be like just shut that Mm. away um and I, I think I am I'm not worried but I do think about you know when the when the baby's born am I gonna be emotional about that because I should be and it's amazing and I probably will be but you know like you watch like one born every minute all these programs and the dads are just in floods of tears or collapsing or whatever yeah I feel like that's not how I should be but I feel like that's how I would react if those things hadn't happened before right but then like I'll watch Paddington 2 and I'll cry my eyes out <clears throat> like, it ma- like it makes no sense like it's, I, it's, that's that, true there, there is sort of like an emotional disconnect sometimes are you worried about you know fast forward to April what if the baby is born and you 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 don't cry with emotion I'm mm-hmm. sure you're very emotional you don't cry with emotion are you worried as to how that will look to your wife no, no. I think because she she understands that. Yeah, I think she would. She'd be a bit like, "Why didn't you?" But I, she, I think she would get of it, course. and I, I think I will. I'm sure I will. Like, well, I hope I will because I, mm. the emotion will be there. But whether it comes out, but like, I'm not. I'm not worried. Uh, yeah, I think so. But I'm not so much worried about you know bonding or any of these mm-hmm. things. Like that's a totally separate thing. Um, like I'm, I feel like I'm already bonded. Yeah. To an extent, um, with that, so with her well we, we think it's a her yeah you've been told otherwise it it's going to cost us a lot of money <laughs> to redecorate <laughs> ending on uh, maybe a, a quite a serious and deep question is how do you think your relationship with your dad will impact your relationship with your child that is an interesting question it's something i have thought about and not so much thought about because because i don't feel like my dad was there for me i'm very much want the opposite she's gonna be in her face at all times (laughs) you know that'll probably happen yeah Um, i'm never leaving you yeah i i think i i want to make sure that i am there and i i am a good parent Mm -hmm. because i don't want her to to go through not go through it's not like it was traumatic but i want her to have a father figure and you know have a a stable upbringing not that I'd, again not that I'd an unstable but broken family type thing like mm. I, I, I want to make sure that that i am there for her mm. and even if god forbid stacy and i were to separate um that i would still be very very prominent in in mm. her life because mm-hmm. I, I i feel like that's the right thing to do yeah and i guess you've seen how not to do it yeah yeah as it were Normally at this point, I... Well, that's depressing. It's not depressing no. at all. I think I, I think it's quite amazing. And I know we're this is a really long episode, but you came across... In episode one, you came across so well to not only, you know, my friends who have known you since you were born, mm-hmm. um, our, friends and, our friends and family here, but also to people that don't know me let alone don't know you yeah you came across so well and that's why i've been really wanting you to come back on to tell the story of your dad because that's the story that not many people know yeah um even our friend friends and family and i know that you were slightly nervous to tell the story because you still have a relationship with your stepmom and your brother and sister yeah so and 
And if they want to come on and talk about it, like by all means, for sure, because I don't want people to not be able to have their voice yeah. as well. Um, so no, it's not, it's not depressing at all. I'm just, I'm really pleased you came back on. But usually at this point, why are you looking at your watch? You got to be somewhere. Yeah, I've got a lot to, lot to do. No, you don't. What have you got to do today? Uh, probably go to Ikea, knowing Stacey. Probably go to Ikea. We did that last night, obviously. Um is normally at this point I'll ask my guest to give me um and we've recorded this on a whim (laughs) so I'm very unprepared but that's fine so normally I would ask for an Instagram or a podcast recommendation give me one now uh one just one that you love that makes you happy podcast or Instagram account uh F1 Beyond the Grid, which is so boring. You are such a nerd. Or Louis Theroux's, uh, what's it oh, called? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Louis Theroux's, wait. I listened to the one, no, you don't, I've got it on mine. Louis Theroux's one's really good. He's got a BBC one, it's, called, it's not called Locked In, but it's all interviews. So, yeah. It's a really good one with Oliver Stone this week. Oh, I listened and to Rylan the- Rylan Clark's on there as well. L- Rylan Clark-Neil? Yes, Rylan Clark-Neil. Please use his married name. Um, I listened to the Lenny Henry one and I want to listen to the Seal one because you told me. Okay, and F1 Beyond the Grid, you're such a nerd. If you like F1 and need to know anything about F1, (laughs) just message Oliver Page. Or if anyone happens to have a paddock pass going for next year's uh, (gasps) Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, then, you know, just shoot me up. Shoot me up? Hit me up. Don't shoot me. (laughs) I, the kind of, I've really got into F1, this is boring, but I've really got into F1 after the, um, Drive to survive. Drive to survive thing, and I'm just in love with Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz and their little relationship, and Maria Carre. Anyway, I digress, Acacia, and I apologise. Although she probably <laughs> would be okay with us digressing about Formula One. Yeah, no, she definitely would. Thank you so, thank you so much. Like, I know it sounds weird as your big sister being like thank you so much for coming on the podcast but I genuinely mean it like I've been asking you for a little while like I said if we're very busy until the third of jam you're not busy <laughs> you're never busy that's what Oliver told me I said I'd, I'd like to get you to this was like what early November early November I'd like to get you to come back on and speak about your dad and he was like I'm, I'm not really free until about December the 11th I was like what are you talking about and then in true Katie Overy style I get like irrationally horrible so i'm like if i find out you've done anything else in your spare time for like an hour i'll be fuming so i just ignored her yeah he just ignores my messages but thanks for coming on that's all right it's been great hope you enjoyed i enjoyed enjoyed listening yeah yeah or watching indeed so if you are listening wherever you get your podcast please click subscribe give us a five star rating always Write a review. I love the written reviews. Oh, shall I read one out? Oh, no, especially that fella. I want another five star. From Moyo. Moyo, that's it. Yeah. He's a good guy. Um, hold on one second. I'm going to read one of the the reviews because I haven't been keeping up to date with them because there's just so many. It's not. But I really <laughs> like them. Six, <clears throat> that's really out of How order. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six! Well, there you go. Well done. But I just want to read the latest one. It's uh, It says, So warm, personable and funny. Listening to people talk about their grief and how they deal with it. So open and brave. And Katie is so endearing with it while adding that infectious humour. Already waiting for the next one. I really like that. Who's it from? <laughs> 
I know who it's from now. <laughs> and I know them, which is really annoying. Uh, I want it, it up. Anonymous. I want it, I want it to, to be... I don't know this one. Brett Davo. I do know that. So sorry, Brett Davo has given a review. And so you have to go and listen to his podcast, which you may or may not appreciate. It's called uh, Brett and Cliff's Flea Circus. And uh, it's all, they just talk about old TV shows. Like they've done like Banana Man and Nightmare and Fun House, which you won't remember. Remember Fun House? Fun, fun House. It's a whole lot and of here fun. are the twins. Hey. Oh, yeah. yeah it's a real wacky show where anything goes. Right, you're talking too much now. Please rate, review, click subscribe, uh, subscribe on YouTube, do other things. If you want to get in contact, I'd love it when you do. If you have been affected by anything on the podcast, I can point you in the right direction. On Instagram, it's at that grief relief podcast. On Twitter, it's at grief relief pod. Or you can email me that grief relief podcast at gmail.com. And that's it for now. Thank you so much for listening. Oliver Page, thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.